Welcome to the fifth episode of Pause and Play It Forward. I'm Nicola. And I'm Rosie. Nicola, I can't believe we're at number five, can you? I cannot believe it, Rosie, honestly. I mean, it's such a cliche, but time really does fly when you're having the best time talking about music. It does, and thanks so much for introducing me to loads of music that I haven't listened to already. Um, Don't forget, if you want to listen to music of our previous episodes and this one, you can find all of our playlists on Spotify. Just search for Pause and Play It Forward. Pause and Play It Forward is a podcast about loving music and how it makes us feel and the memories it reminds us of. We thoroughly enjoy doing it and we absolutely love you getting in touch with your memories, with your recommended albums for Music Club and also your top five as well. So you can find out loads more information about this on our socials. So that's Instagram, pause and play it forward and on our website, which is pauseandplayitforward.com. A little bit later, we're going to be talking about our top five songs that have been inspired by the sea. I found this a little bit difficult, did you, Nicola? I did. I did find this a little bit difficult. When we tackle our top five homework, which I love, and it never feels like Sunday night to me, um, (laughs) I always think initially that, oh, I'm going to have loads. You know, I'm going to, it will be waves and waves of music, pardon the pun. But actually, when I came to sit down, I initially was struggling and then actually as I got more into it, I realised that I've, I've actually got too many. It was a challenge to whittle it down to my top five. I actually felt exactly the same way. I had a, quite a few that I would have quite liked in. But yeah, anyway, it, we will discuss it later. Now, how about we get on with Music Club? Our music listening this week for our Music Club was to listen to... Heim, Women in Music Part 3, which was my recommendation. And Rosie, do you want to tell me what yours was? It was The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I've actually not written any notes about this. (laughs) I've written notes about Heim, but not about Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, I've been calling them Haim. So, that's well, bad do you know what I did? Literally, just before we recorded, I googled how do you pronounce Haim? And uh, it came, I, there's this thing, it's actually got an audio on it. You can press it and it says Haim. If we do it with enough confidence, it'll be right, right? Yeah, I've just seen enough one that says Haim rhymes with time. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Okay. I love this album, Rosie, because it's so multidimensional. There's just so many different facets to it. And to me, when I listen to this, it makes me want to be like, the kind of cool confident girls that hang out in LA <laughs> sort of uh, I just it just won't happen living in East London but I just love everything that it um, evokes when I listen to this thing it makes me think of summer it's a real summery rock soundtrack and there are parts of it which are a bit kooky and a bit kind of yeah it definitely has more bit, than one personality it's doesn't so, it? so much and it's very um, it's got a lot it's multifaceted so yeah it, I suppose in in summary I wanted to recommend this to you because it makes me um It's a real escape album. It really takes me somewhere else, which is LA in the summer. Um, And I'm I'm nervous um, and intrigued to know what you've thought about it. So over to you. It's really funny, isn't it? Because so I listened to it and then um, liked it and then came back to it and listened to it again and da-da-da-da-da. I cannot tell you how any of the songs go, though. Can you, can you, like, if I said to you, 
Summer Girl, can you tell me, can you sing it back I could. I'm not going to um, subject you to, the, to my voice, particularly <laughs> not at the moment because it's slightly husky, but I could. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because I remember talking to somebody else about this album and they, they said the same. They found it hard to distinguish between each track and that actually if you were really pressed upon it, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. I can remember the saxophone from Summer Girl, but I can't really remember the way the tune goes. And that's, that's really funny. So um, the last time you recommended the Booker T. Jones and um, the Corey Withers song. I just couldn't get it out of my head. It was a massive earworm. But none of the songs on this album have done that to me. Having said that, it was brilliant. I really loved it. I didn't know anything about Heim before I... um, before I, I listened to this. So I'm really appreciative that you've introduced them to me. Um, I think this album sounds like oh, a soundtrack. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I can understand what you mean with that, definitely. And I can really hear this being the soundtrack to something like 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. You know, like one of those American teen, but a bit better than a puppy teen, you know, like a good I, I know story. What you, mean. you know, I can I can just really, really it's, hear I, this it. is probably gonna sound a really obvious thing to say given that the girls are American, Californian, but it's unmistakably American to me. And it makes me think of a particular yes. era. And we've talked about this before when we talked about the Beach Boys, where it's an era that you weren't actually born in. It makes me think of the 1960s. And maybe it's that thing again where you're like, oh, I so wished I was there in that time. And it sounds a bit mad because this is record- made and recorded last year. But I think it's definitely got that vibe to it. It's got that California west coast sound hasn't it, it and, and um, so so much particularly yeah. the, as you know i'm a big fan of Joni mitchell mm. and that man from the magazine sounds like it was written and performed by Joni mitchell it doesn't does. it and actually i there is there is um, a live so I, think, I don't know if the girls record all of the album from start to finish but there's a really good live version of this where they're just in the studio and i think it's on you can just see it on probably their own website let's say but it's really interesting because it's just them in a studio because they're you know they're really talented musicians and they all play various m- instruments etc but it's just them playing some tracks just literally them in a studio it's such a pleasure to listen to because it sort of takes it down to its real raw raw form and they are just yeah i watched that actually that was kind of watching that was a bit of a turning point for me with the album until then it was a bit of a pootler you know like yeah it's nice so it really brought it to life when you see them it did uh, but I've got a bit of a confession to make because I've bought us tickets to go and see them when they're oh, the, no. uh, the, the oh, age of Oh, no, I, I thought, oh, I was nearly sick then. Is it, can I, am I allowed to cry during a podcast? Is that, is that acceptable? Oh, that is, a, oh, that is just... Yes, I just thought that that would be a good pause and play it forward work outing oh, God, for it's us. it's a work trip. Stick it on expenses. <laughs> we're off, we're off. <laughs> exactly. That is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I'm going to gush, gush, gush after the podcast because I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful. That is amazing. I was I was a bit worried at getting stadium tickets because they've done a deli tour, haven't they? So they can <laughs> what looks like delis. I mean, that's what the pictures look like. And I can imagine that they would be really good in an intimate setting rather than the thousands and thousands of people at the O2. But then I just thought, yeah, let's just oh, do let's it. Let's just no, do, it. do it. Absolutely. 
yeah oh that I'm, I'm absolutely that's made my day honestly I did just want to go back to that uh, man from the magazine I was listening to it and I was thinking I love that lyric I don't want to hear it it is what it is, right? Because it became really fashionable a few years ago, right? For people to say, oh, yeah, well, it is what it is, right? And I used to think to myself, yeah, if you were talking to me about traffic or the weather or something like that, it is what it is. But don't talk to me about like a really bad day at work yeah. or, you know, a relationship going wrong and tell me that it is what it is because... That is not the situation. <laughs> and it's like that man from the magazine has like encompassed my anger and rage for that phrase. <laughs> yeah. It's really brought it to the forefront, hasn't it? It's like, God's sake. <laughs> that is brilliant. Which is your favourite song, do you think? Well, I've got two, actually. Um, so 3am is one of them. I don't know what the kids would say mm. these days. I don't know if they still say banger. Probably not. That's probably so 2020, <laughs> but it's a bit of a banger. We can say banger, can't we? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great one to run to. It's got that kind of bang, bang, sort of, you know, keeps you motivated. But I just love it. I meet as soon as I heard that. And it sounds quite different. It's a bit of a standout track for me because it moves away from the sort of hippie-ish LA vibe to something just a bit more upbeat so I love that and I also list, I like F-U-B-T what about you Rita? I know you were saying you found it difficult to distinguish but would, do you have any that sort of to jump out a little bit towards the end I really like the lyrics from Man from the Magazine but oh, yeah, of course. I think the I think the melody of Summer Girl I really like oh yeah that's and nice I, but that's on the extended album, isn't it? And also, yeah. I really liked the Taylor Swift vocals on Gasoline as well. I am a, I am a Swifty, or whatever she's called. Her fans are called. You can sort of see why they, 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 they it really works, doesn't it? The, the guest appearance, it's, it's great. So yeah, love that one as well. Yeah. So um, a couple of episodes ago, we started talking about like, would this be on the top shelf, the second shelf, or the bottom shelf? Ah, uh, yeah. And I think this one would take place on the top shelf mm. I believe wow. an airing towards middle shelf with several of the songs in different playlists and top shelf do you know what I mean ah that's interesting and it's in, in its entirety perhaps second is that possibly what you mean like if you possibly, possibly yeah I don't, it needs to languish on the top mm. shelf for a bit yeah and then it might get demoted slightly but <laughs> it's good enough to be on the top shelf at the moment <laughs> what about you uh, yeah I, it's top shelf all the way for me I have to say you know what it is I think it's because I listened to it a lot during lockdown last year so in uh, top shelf for me yeah top shelf and um I think that's a really good segue into an album that has been on my top shelf since 1998 <gasps> oh gosh I'm so excited to talk about this could you go first because I don't want to just talk all over you <laughs> you know I've just got no notes on it because it's just too brilliant yeah it's ingrained in your already is it it's you isn't it you know it's with you it's with you all the time you don't need notes no that's right no um it's funny I was telling my friend I, when I first moved to London in 1999 um I lived with uh, my friends Michael and Graham and Michael used to put this on all the time and we didn't have a balcony or a garden or anything in the flat and so we used to like sit with our arms out of the window <laughs> 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 oh, that's and, um, such a nice image. I love listen, that. listen to the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And so it's got a timestamp to it for me, but also it's never ever become boring either. And I can't listen to X Factor without it breaking my heart. Even like this, you know, 23 years later, and I'm, it still breaks my heart whenever I listen to it. It's such a powerful track. It's unbelievable. 
when Lauren Hill was doing her tour a couple of years ago, a few friends texted me and said, Lauren Hill's doing X Factor and I'm thinking of you. Oh, that, oh don't you? Oh, I love that. I really wish I'd seen her live. Did you get to see her? I didn't, no. And I feel the same, actually. I, I never got to see her live and I do regret that, actually, because she's just... You know, it's, there's not enough words to describe her, really. I mean, X Factor is is a standout track because it is. I think it's near perfection, and it is one of my my favourite tracks. And it doesn't it doesn't date. It's still so heartbreaking now. I could just listen to that. I could actually listen to that on a loop. It's 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 heartbreaking, but in a really lovely way, if that's possible to to be enjoy being heartbroken. But it's lovely. What I found really really shocking that I hadn't realised until like just having a little bit of a Google about it uh, to, to, as a bit of prep for this podcast is it's her only album. I didn't realise. Oh. She's done a live album and she was with the Fugees and she's done things like um, written and produced A Rose Is Still A Rose for Aretha Franklin and, you know, a few other like bangers. And um, But this is her only album that she's ever released. And she's actually been quite troubled since then, hasn't I mean, she's had six kids or something. I mean, I don't know how many people are doing that. Two has been like the limit <laughs> yeah. for me. I, can't, I mean, it's, I can't imagine, quite honestly. You know, that would that would change your life quite drastically, wouldn't it? But yeah, I agree. I, I often feel a bit sad when I hear about the, the troubled element of Lauren Hill. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the criticism that she's received about her live performances since and, you know, in more recent times and arriving late to gigs and stuff like that. And I, I had to do a bit of Google searching, not because I needed to be reminded of the music itself, but I almost needed to be reminded of the, t- the time, the era. So 1998, is that correct? Um and so I sort of had to remind myself what was go- what was going on around that time, and I perhaps didn't realise it. It was just obviously it was so commercially successful and people love it, but it was also um, as, uh, in terms of the awards that she won for it. You know, it just cleaned up at the Grammys, it did. And, it, and she was twenty three. Incredible! I I know. And can you imagine achieving that level of success at that age? And then to have this massive success on you, and I don't think you know. Uh, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because it's before the intrusion of social media and stuff. But still, fame is really difficult. I think you really need to be a have a very specific mindset and so have much and have such good people around. You know, you. it just feels like she didn't have the she didn't she wasn't equipped for the amount of success. Maybe no, perhaps not. And it just came so perhaps so suddenly. And it's it's right up there with this with the soundtrack of my twenties because I realise that like, we've talked about both of us have talked about our love of different genres of music. You know, we 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 love all kinds of music. And but I was such a big fan, still am, of neo neo soul and R and B and and also hip hop. And when this came out, it sort of blew my mind a little bit um, because of just the different sounds yeah, and you know, her just her lyrics. Her, her lyrical dexterity was just incredible. You know, if you listen to it now, you're like, how can how can somebody, how can that sound come out of your mouth? You know, when you're talking or rapping and singing, you know, just and her range and everything. And I'm and now I sound like I sort of know what I'm talking about, <laughs> as if I'm a singer. And it also made me realise that the, the, one of the many great things about this album is that like the variety of tracks. So you've got the upbeat stuff, but then you've got the like the, the track tell tell him. That also breaks my heart a little bit as well. It's the last track, I think, depending on sort of how you listen to it. You know, that's just got that lovely... That makes my heart hurt as well, the same with X Factor. But then um, you've got... Them, you've got um, do Wop, that thing. You know, that was, to me, that was a feminist anthem at the time. You know, there's a lyric that says, Money-taking, heartbreaking, now you wonder why women hate men. 
and I, you know when you're when you're you know there are times when you sort of you're listening to that lyric and it makes you feel really empowered because she's just the way she just sort of says it in a way that doesn't sound too angry it just sounds empowered and it sounds sort of you know I think she's got a great range the album itself fills me with so much joy and so much uh, positivity. It almost kind of the juxtaposition of how I feel like her and how I feel like she's not now how she now is, because actually I think she very possibly might be through the other side. But, you know, she's had a she's had a rough old 20 years, hasn't she? And I, I really wish the best for her. I was I was actually watching a film on Saturday night and there's like, you know, there's a reference to Lauren Hill in that, you know, like, oh, yeah, I think she went to jail. I think she's out now, though. You know, and it's, oh, my God, to have been that bright a star and then to have fallen so much... I just I just really feel for her and I, I yeah I wasn't expecting my overall sentiment from having this as my chosen album for this episode uh, to be one of slight sadness actually. You know you saying that it brings you so much joy and positivity I completely agree and I think for a lot of people this album just can't be that their memories or their love for it just can't be changed can't be tainted it's just lovely I, I was also going to say I really like that like you, know, we, you and I love a collaboration love a don't collaboration. We? we just love like a guest appearance a collaboration you know it's, we always think that they're just all mates just hanging out having a good time um, but like I, I think the collaborations on this are, in, are, are really good as well Carlos Santana Mary J Blige I like Mary J Blige and D'Angelo just just great and yeah, it's, you know just saying she was so young at the time and what's your suggestion for next time so I've got loads waiting in the wings like I had a few right it's definitely going to be that for the Rosie this week oh I must tell Rosie about this I'm going to recommend this and I flitted around and I've got I've had to put some others to one side for a second and I've gone with this week um beat tape two by Tom Mish um from 2015 so Rosie are you familiar with Tom Mish no an artist that you no okay so I'm going to save my, my I've got a story about Tom I've got a meet 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 I've met Tom story oh. <laughs> which still makes me cringe a little bit when I when I when I relay it and I regret the, the, how I behaved not in actually that sounds like it's bigger than it actually is I feel like I wish I'd you know it's such an opportunity to meet someone that you really re- that you really admire and you just say re- something really stupid so yeah it wasn't like a drunk I've I didn't got, embarrass myself I've got I, so I many stories like that so many <laughs> stories do you want to know my Kenny so, Thomas story Right, so oh, Kenny, Kenny Thomas. Thomas. What outstanding! Yeah, to yeah, get Kenny, Kenny Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, when I was growing up, me and my brother used to listen to Kenny Thomas a lot, and it was like you know he, he was a gas man, and then he, you know it was like one of those, um, you know, the, a, 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 a local boy done good type thing story, wasn't done he? Done good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love a story and, like uh, that. Anyway, I was I was working at a radio station. <laughs> came in and bearing in mind I, I've, I've met so many hundreds of famous people but there were a few that like you know they really resonate with you do you know because they they really yeah. touched you and you you know and have a t- time of your life or whatever anyway <laughs> there was a really small corridor into the studios and um he was going in to be interviewed by Tony Blackburn actually and uh Tony said like oh Rose have you uh have you met uh Kenny Thomas and I went <gasps> Oh my God, you're Kenny Thomas. I'm just going for a wee and then I'm coming back to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) That is brilliant. What did you say? You were like, I was having a wee and I was like, I can't really, I can't even just say that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Now, whenever I hear, because I love that, I do like that song Outstanding by Kenny Thomas, that I'm always going to think about you, not having a wee, that would be weird. I'm going to think about you telling Kenny Thomas that you are going to go for a wee and then that you'll be right back. (laughs) 
I've got loads of stories like that. That's probably my most cringy. But yeah, anyway. Mm. I, I want to hear these stories. I do, honestly, because I, lo- I love that. You know, like when I met Tom Mish, I was at a festival. And I, I know, you know what? I'm going to save the story. So oh, I can't wait for you to listen to it. I'm so excited. And, and how about you? Yeah, right. So... I was thinking about this and I was thinking about music club and how it's kind of like book club, right? And how when you are in a book club, you kind of suggest things or people suggest stuff and it's stuff that no one has read before. So you're not coming to it with any um, preconceived ideas or anything like that. Um, And so what I thought I would suggest for this one is um, an artist that I've I've only heard one song of. In fact, I've got two artists that I've only really heard one song of. And if you've heard the first one, then we'll flip on to the second one. So we can both experience the album for the first time kind of at the same time. Do you see what I mean? Have you ever read the books, Tales of the City by Amistad Morpin? They're quite possibly the best books I've ever read. It's just about being wild in San Francisco, right? And um, there's a bit in the Netflix series when uh, Marianne Singleton has come back and her daughter doesn't want to know her because she left when she was a couple of years old. And uh, she says, what can I do to, um, what, what can I do to make a feminist statement in this bar that her daughter Shauna's working in? And then you see her and she is wearing this like bridal headdress and she sings a song by Melissa Etheridge called Come to My Window. So do you know Melissa Etheridge? I do. This is going to sound really embarrassing. Only by name. I don't know. I couldn't tell you a track of Melissa Etheridge's at all. The album that Come to My Window is from is um, called Yes, I Am. So you haven't heard that before. I haven't. I've only heard Come to My Window, so I haven't heard it. I don't know that much about it. I only know... Uh, you know, I just did a brief kind of like, who is this woman? Everyone seems to know who she is apart from me. <laughs> See, this is the kind of homework that I absolutely love because A, we're kind of listening together, you know, we're discovering it together, um, but also because it's not an artist I know. And that's one of the brilliant things about music club. We're not just necessarily recommending albums that we both love and then you just go, oh, you know, it's so nice to listen to that again. It's I'm listening to it for the first time and I've got a great reason to and I'm, I'm keen to discover it. So excellent. Thank Real. you. Matthew. That's brilliant. Looking I, look, to I that. look forward to listening. Me too. I really do. Excellent. Right. Top five. The theme this episode is songs that are influenced by the sea. And we've already said we actually did find it quite difficult, didn't we? When I first started thinking about it, the first song that came to mind was How Do You Keep a Wave Upon the Sand, which is obviously a lyric from The Sound of Music. And I was like, yes, yes, I can finally get a Sound of Music song in. But then it just didn't seem, it was just, you know, one line lyric. It didn't seem to be influenced by the sea. Do you, do you know what I mean? And I, so I just felt a little bit like that would be cheating and I'd just be trying to crowbar it in like I did with Buffalo Stance a few weeks ago <laughs> what I did find difficult most difficult was rating them if that makes sense because I, I came up with my top five and then I've had to push some to the side as a sort of backup list which will I'll go on the playlist I hope as well because I still consider them songs inspired by the sea but they didn't make the top five my number five was was a real competition between two tracks one of them was Mac Miller surf which um, is a really emotionally charged song by Mac Miller. And it's now been uh, respectfully moved to the 
the, you know, the, the, the tracks that didn't make it, and that's not because I love it. It's because on balance, when I had my looked at my top five, it I realised that my number five is a bit more a bit more upbeat and just always makes me smile. You know, we've always talked about music takes you to a place, it transports you, it makes you feel things, and so. Just to put it out there as a caveat, I am 42 and not 12, um, but my track is... Is it from The Little Mermaid? It's from The Little Mermaid. It's yes. Under the Sea from The oh Little Mermaid. God. And it's see, um, just 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 an incredible, lovely track. And it had to go in my top five. That's so funny because I was thinking of that one, but I but this on the soundtrack, I can't ever decide if I like that one or Kiss the Girl more. Oh. I, oh my god I love Kiss the Girl so yeah my number five is Under the Sea uh, it's I think children and adults love this song but just to put it out that, that I promise the rest of them are not children's songs because <laughs> it's a whole new podcast so yeah number five is Under the Sea okay so my number five is Underwater Love by Smoke City you remember it? It was on a Levi's I advert I do I do oh that's a brilliant one I love it and if you uh, I urge you to Google the advert because it's got mermaids in it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to ask me twice. So my number four is a cover of Sea of Love and it's covered by Cat Power. The song itself is a song I love, but I think she brings something so special to it. So um, yeah, Sea of Love by Cat Power is my number four. Okay, so my number four is... A bit different to that. My number four is, and I don't actually know how to pronounce it, but I think it's Dunce and it's Cake by the Ocean, right? And I know this is so cheesy and it's got loads of swear words in it. And I know that it's, um, and I know that it's like, um, I don't know, (laughs) I just, it's, I feel like in my top five, I've always got at least one song like this, which is a bit like when it comes on the dance floor, you can let yourself go a bit, you know? Excellent choice as usual, Rosie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, love that one. Brilliant. So my number three is I Sat by the Ocean by Queens of the Stone Age. It's from their album Like Clockwork 2013, which I'm a big fan of. And actually, I couldn't really find, I couldn't, in terms of sort of describing or making a case for this song, I'm a bit light on arguments for this one. Yeah, so my, my number three is La Mer by Charles Trenet. And um, I'm sure you know the French version, but it's been translated into, I think, five or six different languages. And the one that most people know is the Bobby Darren version of Beyond the Sea. No way. I had no idea. Oh, really? I, I, I didn't know that because I know Beyond the Sea, which is a lovely song and, yeah. and nearly made my top five. Um, actually, again, I had to be very ruthless, uh, uh, brutal rather than sort of. But I didn't know that. I suppose I haven't really sort of put the two together. So what's your two? So my number two is Kokomo by the Beach Boys. <sighs> Yes, I um, love that song. We, we, it's oh, me too. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't get the um, the adulation that it deserves because it was in cocktail, wasn't it? I was just about to say that. Big shout out to the cocktail <laughs> soundtrack because I love it, and I can remember my sister and I, one of my sisters, Joe and I, would 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 play that soundtrack quite a lot because we love the film. But I I could have put about ten Beach Boys songs in, couldn't you? Oh, easily. And, you know, you and I have talked about our love of the Beach Boys in previous episodes. For me, being by the sea, let's say, you know, I suppose you can, there's various things that come to mind, being by the UK 
seaside, which I absolutely love, and then being somewhere, you know, warm. Uh, warm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, warm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you listen to Kokomo, you know, when they, they reel off the names, the name of the islands and stuff, you think, oh, that's pure escapism. It's just a lovely song. The other thing about that is that um, out of all of the songs that we've discussed today, that is the one that I'll be humming before I go to sleep tonight. It just is a massive earworm, isn't it? It's such an earworm. It really seeps into your consciousness and you just, yeah. you, you, like you said, you, we'll both be singing it later. And uh, you, know, you, know, you know that I'm going to be playing the cocktail soundtrack all afternoon. <laughs> I, I also don't know the words. That's so true when you're really confident. Like, ooh, I want to take care. You know, you get a bit louder in the bit that yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for the rest, you're like looking at your feet as you're singing it because you don't really know. <laughs> that is such a great example of a song that you think you know the words to and you, do, you so don't. No, uh, absolutely don't. So what's your number two then, Rosie? Um, unlike this song, which is a song that I, performed with my brother at my nan and granddad's 40th wedding anniversary Um, we had a garage right in our old back garden and it had been taken down and replaced with a shed but the shed didn't take up the whole of the like old concrete bit and we were going to get a greenhouse but for this summer we didn't get it and um, so it was used as the stage for (laughs) ladies and gentlemen please may I present to you Sam and Rosie Kendrick as the wasps <laughs> so that's we performed. Great, that's a great we band, though. Two, we performed two Beatles songs, and uh, you know, there's there's actually video footage. It's the only video footage we've got from when we were kids, and there's video footage. <laughs> My brother is like got his shades on and he's like just kind of you know just normally and I'm I'm doing all the actions. You know? <laughs> all right, so <laughs> how we old did, were you? So, so it I last year? it must have been about seven yeah, yeah last year yeah <laughs> I reckon I reckon it must have been about seven or eight um, only oh, because so if sweet. my brother was older than 10 or 11 like he just wouldn't have done it you know it would have yeah, just been too yeah. shameful like, no. No, like okay. obviously I would still yeah. do that this this year but <laughs> my brother I? just wouldn't yeah <laughs> so, so so anyway so we sang two Beatles songs one was when I'm 64 and the other one was oh, Octopus's Garden it's so funny you know like we did our first performance and we were like yeah we've done so good and I went up to my auntie Janet and she was like well you're not as good as the Beatles though are you <laughs> Gosh, tough crowd. Whew. That was a tough crowd. <laughs> Thanks, Auntie Janet. <laughs> Absolutely crushed. Like <laughs> totally crushed. Totally. Don't know when I'm next yeah, again. That was it. To be I honest, sing ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, no, uh, funnily enough, Auntie yeah. Janet, I'm seven and the Beatles are like this massive, like, you know, <laughs> like lyrical performance geniuses. Yeah. Sorry you know, if like, I couldn't live up to that. I don't know, I don't know if anyone, any, I don't know if anyone else was going to compare <laughs> to be honest, but... Absolutely brilliant. Still, you know, sometimes people can sort of skirt around the feedback. No, well, you could have done this. It was just direct. There's n- nothing like your family for putting you in your place, is there? No, no. In a way that only family can do. You know, friends might not get away yep. with it, but that is a brilliant. That is an excellent one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number one. Okay, I feel like I'm. You know, well, let's go back to the musical snobbery thing. Just to revisit that just for a second. 
the artist that I've chosen for my number one is somebody who I literally I will not have a bad word said against him <laughs> it's Jack Johnson for me it's traveling so when I traveled in Australia New Zealand South America it, Jack was always there on the on the Greyhound bus with me or you know riding around in random places in a really weird hotel when I was in, in Chile and just feeling a bit far away um, I'd always put Jack Johnson on it's just somebody who I really like and um I have chosen Only the Ocean by Jack Johnson. It's from his album To the Sea, so it's very much in keeping with the theme. The lyrics are really lovely. And he's a real environmentalist, as you know, you know, conservationist, and um, he just loves the ocean and does a lot of campaigning for looking after the ocean. So I hope I haven't disappointed you. No, it's, it's really funny that you should say about Jack Johnson because I don't have any of that music snobbery with him at all. I just think he writes really lovely little guitar ditties. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I, oh, I'm, I'm actually breathing a sigh of relief really then. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> After our last week when I don't think I would let you put Snooker Loopy in <laughs> and I got a bit chinny. <laughs> yeah, it was a risk after the Snooker Loopy debacle last week. I'm pushing my luck really, aren't I? But <laughs> no, I don't have a problem with Jack Johnson at all. Is it the James Blunt kind of thing, you know, like where and the cold play and things like that, you know? I wonder if it is a little bit of that. Sometimes I think it's jealousy, yeah. if I'm being honest. You know, some sometimes he's a, he's a lovely guy. Um, We're such mums because this is exactly what I tell my kids. If they're saying nasty stuff to you, it's because they're jealous. You know, yeah, when people are being mean. Yeah. Rosie, I'm desperate to know what yours is. What's your number one? Mine is an absolutely beautiful song. And I... I'm, I'm, I'm torn between just telling you what it is and <laughs> and like letting you like an, 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 or, or building it up a bit, right? But I think I'm, I think I'm just going to tell you what it is. And it is Night Swimming by R.E.M. Oh, that is, that's a perfect choice. I just, I just love it. It's one of those, I'll tell you what, it's a bit like X Factor is on, um, on the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, Night Swimming is the equivalent of that song on Automatic for the People for me. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Right. I'm not, I'm not someone that knows all of the instruments of an orchestra. However, do you remember it very well? Because in the last third is a really solemn oboe solo. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, I do, yeah. well done, guys, for getting an oboe in. <laughs> you know, like talking to people that are just complete musical geniuses. Yeah, exactly. Well done. <laughs> well I just about play the recorder, if, if that. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's such a lovely track from an amazing album. Um, oh, Great, Rosie, great choice. Great top five. How on earth are we gonna how on earth are we gonna do this? I don't know. I think for me it's easier to get rid of ones first than it is. Okay, to, let's do that. Let's eliminate. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm happy to get rid of underwater love. Yeah, are you sure? It's made it thus far, but you know, these are the semi-finals. I know. Yeah, come on, this is bits of serious stuff. <laughs> um, I'm quite tempted to get rid of Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid, even though it's it's gorgeous and it's lovely and it makes you feel sort of happy and stuff. You know, when you look at the, the rest of the track, we've got our 10 tracks in front of us. I don't know if it's... I wonder if we should indulge ourselves and do our top five favourite Disney songs in the future. Should we sort of put it to one side but but, but allow it to swim off to another playlist another yep. another top five <laughs> so I'll, I'll take it off okay so we've done two eliminated two so we've got eight left I do really really want to make a plea for night swimming to be included as one of the top five yeah I think that's definitely that must go in there um 
I would be able to get to say goodbye for now to I Sat by the Ocean by Queens of the Stone Age. Um, I think if, again, go back to what I was saying, you know, my argument was a bit weak. I just love it, but that's not necessarily enough. Queens of the Stone Age is on our, will be on our Spotify playlist, but not on our top five. And what do you feel like one that you definitely think should go in from your list? I kind of feel like Jack Johnson has to go in there. I mean, he epitomises, is that the right word? Just everything about the ocean and um, it's got a lovely key change. It's got some really nice lyrics. Do you mind if we put the Beatles in? No, I don't mind at all. The reason is it's such a massive memory for me, <laughs> right? No, I... I, 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 I <sighs> my first criticism... Still cuts, doesn't it? Cuts so deep. Still cuts so deep. But also, I just feel, you know, a bit, a bit like a couple of weeks ago when we when we were like, uh, yeah, we can't put, we can't put, I can't put it, all my friends are wasted yeah. in instead of <laughs> Leonard Skinner. Do you know what I mean? It feels like, it feels like the Beatles kind of have to trump all the others. Yes, do you know what I mean? I do. I, I think Cat <laughs> Power deserves her place alongside the Beatles, REM, Jack Johnson. It's and if that's okay with you and Absolutely fine. It's a lovely song. So then by it's a great artist. It's between uh, one of our favourite bands ever, the Beach Boys, and yeah. a classic French song by Charles Trenet. Yeah. Oh. I think we need to go for the Beach Boys, you know. Because we could have done loads of Beach Boys ones. This one was actually pretty much made for the Beach Boys and I resisted and resisted and resisted. You can't not think of the sea, can you? You can't not think of the ocean. You can't think of the Beach Boys, rather, without thinking of the ocean and about thinking about the sea and all of the um, associations that come with that. So top five, REM Night Swimming, uh, Jack Johnson, The Beatles, Cat Power and The Beach Boys with Kokomo. Excellent. Did you have, just out of interest, Rosie, did you have any that didn't make the top, your top five? Like not, notice, notable mentions? Yeah, the, the How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria was one. And also, yeah, any of the Beach Boys songs and um, Echo Beach as well. I, I, but I don't actually like that song very much. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of just... Notable, is that the right word? Notable mentions. Uh, Riptide by Vance Joy. It didn't warrant a sort of top five, but it makes me think of a certain time. So I had Riptide by Vance Joy. I had Under the Boardwalk by The Drifters. I really like the Bruce Willis version as well. Do you remember the Bruce Willis version? Oh, so do I. I do, I do. Oh, that's, yeah. God, that, there's so many memories for that. Um, I, I had Kate by the Ocean. And I also had Chas and Dave, Margate. <laughs> um, well, I am actually pretty partial to that song, um, you know, but... Uh, it, but it's just not a very good song, is it? That's the thing. <laughs> Excellent. We've got a great top five. I'm, I'm excited about that. And all of the songs that we've mentioned today will also go on to our episode five Spotify playlist as well. It will. Now, what's our theme for next week? This was one that you decided on, wasn't it? And I'm very excited about it. Did. I have this the theme for next week is songs that make you dance it's something that Rosie and I thought would make for a great top five so yeah songs that make you dance songs that you cannot help dancing to I can't wait I've already got like 500 that I could definitely <laughs> suggest <laughs> me too I also realized that I was inspired to suggest this playlist by an article I'd read about that there's a there's a, such a thing as the midlife raver <laughs> 
Um, you know, this is that you it, and me? I think this is you and I to a T. That, that's our thing for next week and I can't wait. No, nor me. And so that brings us to the end of our fifth podcast here. Pause and Play It Forward is our name. Please do follow us on our social medias, Instagram and Twitter, Pause and Play It Forward. We've also got a website, which is pauseandplayitforward.com. If any of the music has also made you feel something that you'd like to share, or if you've got any recommendations for a music club or a top five for future episodes, please do get in touch with us. We really love hearing from you. And always remember to pause and play it forward. And a special thanks to Mr Kirby for all of Pause and Play It Forward's visuals. This has been a Prolark Media production. Music